You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, I'm Charlotte St. Martin. You're listening to, and the award goes to... It's a look back at Broadway's most magical night And all of the winners reminisce with delight With their talent and brilliance, they always impress And the Tony goes to my special guest Have you ever dreamed of winning a Tony Award? Did you ever practice your Tony acceptance speech in the bathroom mirror? Did you grow up watching the Tony Awards every year? Do you have a collection of Tony Award shows on VHS tape that you refuse to throw out? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Every week, I interview your favorite Tony Award winners, and together we go down memory lane as my guests share intimate and never-before-shared details about their Tony experience. By the end of every episode, you're going to feel like you just won a Tony. Welcome to And the Tony Goes To. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. Welcome, President of the Broadway League, Charlotte St. Martin. Well, we have this character by the name of James Corden as our host, and we know that there will be much fun, much mischief, and an amazing show because of the amazing shows that graced our stages this year. So that's how we're going to celebrate. Charlotte St. Martin, I'm so happy to get to celebrate you today on and the award goes to, and I wanted to just introduce you as president of the Broadway League to my listeners. And what I would love to know as someone who is the partner with the American Theater Wing in producing the Tonys every year, tell me how you came to fall in love with the theater in your own life. Well, it's it's a simple story. I was 16, high school. We had a big musical theater program. And my boyfriend played the king in The King and I. And of course, <laughs> I liked him a lot, but I really loved The King and I. So I fell in love with theater the first time I saw it. And that love affair has never ended. Wow. Did you grow up watching the Tonys? I don't think I grew up watching the Tonys, but early, you know, probably when I got out of college, uh, I used to give Tony parties and when I had a place to have a Tony party. So it's been part of my life for a very long time. Well, now you throw the biggest Tony party ever. How hilarious that it has come so full circle in that way. I love your accent so much. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Dallas, Texas, 
and uh, in a little town that was in effect a suburb. Mm-hmm. But we had a big musical theater program in your school. Yes, yes. And I mean, Dallas obviously is a is a place that has so many touring companies come through and and so much theater going on there, both you know, in the in the sort of not-for-profit world and in commercial theater. Did you grow up with your family going to see stuff regularly? Oh, the Dallas Summer Musicals was my favorite form of entertainment, as it was my mother's. Mm-hmm. And we had season tickets. We also went to the Majestic Theater, which had been a movie theater, but became a, an additional theater that hosted both plays and musicals. And then there was always the Dallas Theater Center, which was quite a famous uh, theater in Dallas for plays. And all three of them were very much part of my form of entertainment. As a matter of fact, I almost didn't do anything else. I had to save my allowance or the uh, monies I made from my part-time jobs while going to school in order to do all of those things. But it was worth every bit of it. Wow. And were you a household that had like Broadway cast albums playing? Was that a big part of your childhood? Not really. My mother was an opera fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't have cast albums until I got out of college. And did you do shows yourself? No, I'm actually one of the few people working on Broadway that never intended to work for Broadway. I wanted to be in the audience. Mm-hmm. I was such a bad singer that they made me mouth in my sorority sing song. So there was no chance I was going to be on stage. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Well, you have uh, really been the face and representative and spokeswoman for this incredible organization. And it's so funny. So many people, when they sort of describe it, they say it's a national trade organization. And I was thinking today as an actor, that is not like a super familiar phrase to me. So can you explain for other actors like me who are listening, what does that mean? Well, a trade association's role is generally to protect and enhance the business it represents. For example, we represent commercial theater, not just in New York, but around the country. Think of the American Bankers Association. They Mm -hmm. are a trade association representing banks and financial institutions. Even the NFL is a trade association, in effect, representing all of the football owners of all of those great football teams. Got it. So we do what all trade associations do with a few additional uh, things, like we negotiate all 17 labor contracts for Broadway uh, with the 14 unions. That's not necessarily what other or other trade associations do, but we do government relations, working with our city, state, and federal officials. We have membership where we have uh, conferences and forums uh, to help educate our members on all sorts of things relating to commercial theater. We do that. We are the branding Broadway organization, so we do programs that keep Broadway alive and well in the minds of our theater goers. We do marketing programs like Broadway Week 
in which we work with the city and NYC and co. And you buy one ticket and you get one free during Broadway week. Right. So then we do things like um, the the research of Broadway, which is a very important thing that we do because we're able to talk with our elected officials, for example, and say to New York, we provide almost $15 billion in economic impact to the city of New York, and we're responsible for or directly employ 97,000 people. So please listen to us and mm-hmm. please help us keep Broadway healthy. Those are the kinds of things that we do. And then there's this other little thing called the Tony Awards that we obviously do with the American Theater Week. All right. So just before uh, you and I started to talk today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Heather Hitchens, who runs the American Theater Wing. And I said, do you have a message for Charlotte? And she said, no, we don't even have to speak. We both know what the other person is thinking without even talking at this point. And I thought, what an incredible partnership you two women have. We really do. I mean, there when they had the uh, show side sideshow on Broadway, we said, oh wouldn't it be fun if we came out on the Tonys with Velcro to the hip? Because we truly are joined at the hip. I mean, they founded the Tonys and award our shows. So, you know, we are like two minds put together to bring the magic of Broadway to this country. Can you and promise me that when we come back from this intermission and the, and when we have Tony's again, which we will, I know it, that the two of you will come out Velcro? That would be really happy making. Well, I'm afraid I can't help you and say I promise, though it's something we both have wanted to do. Okay. And when we came up with the idea, William Ivy Long was her chair, mm-hmm. who's like, the world's best costume designer. And we knew we could get it done, but yes. there might be people who didn't understand the significance. Well, <laughs> we will also have your sorority sisters sing behind you. So you won't have to sing and you will just move your mouth. You can choose if you're Daisy or Violet and you can be <laughs> twins together. Um, I want to ask you because, you know, when you describe and we joked about the sort of full circle moment of it all, someone who threw Tony parties herself is now throwing the Tony party every year. How did you come from this girl in Dallas who loved the King and I to someone who, I mean, talk about saving your pennies to go see shows. I can only imagine if you counted how many opening nights or shows you see a year at this point. Um, How did that arc happened professionally where what you love also became what you do, which is something so many people aspire to have that dream come true professionally. Well, I consider myself the luckiest person on earth that I did get to take my avocation and make Mm -hmm. it my vocation. Yeah. When I landed in the career that lasted most of my professional life, the hospitality industry, I worked for Lowe's Hotels. And it just so happened that the president of Lowe's Hotels has a SAG card and loved theater and loved the whole, he loves Broadway, by the way, his name is John Tisch. But we took a position within Lowe's Hotels that the hospitality is a form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And So when I ran the largest hotel 
in Dallas called the Lowe's Anatole Hotel. And we had, but we had budgets that would allow us to do major events. And I literally hired Broadway performers to do all of our events for conferences that we held for sales conferences and all of that. The company that did it was called Incredible Productions and they literally, they were Broadway stars. And in the hotel industry, people began to know me as Broadway Charlotte because I worked up through many different roles in my hospitality career. And I began doing major events in my role with Lowe's for the industry, mm-hmm. like when the opening of McCormick Center in Chicago opened, we held a major event and I was chair and our people put the program together, which was a Broadway show, but basically about right. the industry. So I think my role in other associations related to hospitality put me at the forefront of the search company when they were looking for the new head of the league because they wanted people who understood associations, but also had a love of theater. So the fact that I chaired three national trade associations and loved Broadway and was then living in New York and was seeing 25 to 30 shows a year made me a very viable candidate. And I'm so lucky that they found me through the search company Mm -hmm. and it was love at first sight, I think. And here I am almost 15 years later. Wow. So when you first started being a part of the process that you're describing, sort of being vetted through this headhunter, I guess, or search committee, who, what was the process? Like, who do you meet when you are being, um, you know, invited to to be the head of this organization? What happens? Well, you hit it on the head. There was a search company that was hired by a search committee. Mm -hmm. The search committee included uh, representatives from the board of the Broadway League, including our dearly departed Phil Smith, who was president of Schubert, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Niederlander, Rocco Landisman. The chair of the search committee was Matthew Rigo, I'm sorry, Michael Rigo, mm-hmm. uh, a producer. Well, there are a lot of Rigo brothers. It's a fair, yeah. it's, it's a fair. That's mistake. right. Yes. yes. And, you know, Barry Weisler and a presenter, uh, Judy Lisi and Stuart Thompson was a, a producer on it. Wow. So wow. that it was a makeup of the industry and they interviewed me several times. You know, I'm sure they started with a larger group and then narrowed it down mm-hmm. I think, to two people. And and I were you meeting there. with all of them at once or were these like one-on-one interviews? No, I met with them all at once. Mm-hmm. I did do a few individual interviews uh, because of specific questions they had about my background. And uh, it was fascinating because, you know, I would have not thought of me as a natural person for this role. Right. But the more we talked, the more natural it became. It's amazing. I mean, I was looking at, you know, I, I don't know if I was looking at the most up-to-date uh, Board of Governors list, but the people you know, on that list include Jordan Roth and Jeffrey Seller and Tommy Schumacher and uh, our our dear mutual friend, Dory Berenstein, and on and on and on. And I thought, wow, like to be in constant communication with sort of the most prolific 
theater creators, the people who are responsible for what we see every day on Broadway stages. Uh, what an incredible hive mind of ideas and passionate theater makers. Oh, there's no question about that. It's, you know, there are times I have to pinch myself and then the mm-hmm. times I'd like to kick myself because... <laughs> or kick them. <laughs> well, there's that too. They're a very powerful, creative, yeah. entrepreneurial group. And I was married to an entrepreneur for 28 years and he woke up in a new mood every day and had a new deal at least once a week. And that kind of personality is a kingmaker. They are, you know, they listen to themselves for their own counsel. Mm -hmm. So getting a board of 51 people to come to consensus on some of the tough issues we face on Broadway is both energizing and challenging. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply you know it's so fascinating that you say that because i think you know every single one of those people and yourself included could do a ted talk on sort of reaching your your professional goals and dreams right and it sounds like there's a confidence level and and i think people constantly wonder is that intuitive and innate or can that be learned and absorbed? And I feel like you are one of those people. Did you come out of the womb super confident? Where does this strength and kind of sense of who you are and what you're capable of, where does that come from? You know, I really don't know. There are those that think it's because I grew up in Texas Mm -hmm. and Texans by nature tend to be independent and self-confident. I remember my sixth grade school teacher wrote a note to my mother and said, I don't really know sometimes who's teaching this class, whether it's Charlotte (laughs) or me. He said, but when she does, she does a really good job. (laughs) What made me think I had that right? Right. I do not know. And I'm mortified when I think about it. But I do think there's certain characteristics that we're just born with. And when people put obstacles in my way, if I can't go through the door, I go around the door under the door, over the door, to get what needs to be done, done. And I think that certainly describes most of my members, Mm -hmm. because anybody that's confident enough to think that their show is going to 
be successful and will return a profit. When history shows that one out of five or one out of four are uh, successful and return a profit. And I've never met but one producer on one show, and he's a prolific producer, who said, I said, my friend, you know this show cannot recoup. Why did you do it? He said, because it needed to be done. Hmm. It happened to be Thurgood Marshall. It was spectacular. And it was a great show. But it was in a small theater and a limited run. And yet it was spectacular. And I loved it. But I've never met another producer who actually said, I don't, I know my show won't make it. They all believe it. And that's the kind, that's that self-confidence you're talking about. Yeah. What, um, what is different about what your job turned out to be from what you thought it would be when you said yes, after meeting with all those people and they said yes, and a toast of champagne is, you know, then it's the real job starts. What surprised you that you didn't expect? Well, I think I had, as you know already, I had chaired uh, three national trade associations and had been an officer of or on the board of an association since I was 22. Mm -hmm. And I thought I knew associations, but none are like the Broadway League. I mean, a producer also can own a theater and also can present and a theater owner can produce and a presenter can produce and own a theater or run a theater. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you know, there's no such thing as putting a round peg in a round hole. And usually what an association executive does is they find out what each category of member needs. And then ideally they go about fulfilling those needs. Well, if a person uh, produces and is the landlord, how do you make that work? I mean, probably the song, uh, the farmers and the cowhands can't be friends could have been something I could have learned from. And yet they can, but it's not natural, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and yet we make it natural. My first chair, Nina Lannon, once said, this is a really messy business. <laughs> and now I really understand what she meant because right. what worked yesterday doesn't necessarily work today and won't work till tomorrow. So you just constantly evolve and find solutions to the challenges and opportunities that are out there. So not, I mean, people maybe who live or work directly in Broadway or live in New York may be aware of so many of the things that the Broadway League does, um, but there, I'm just going to name two that are personal favorites, and I would love for you to talk about them. And then if there are more, you know, organizations or outreach programs that are really near and dear to your heart of the many that you guys do, feel free to, to jump in. But the two that I think are particularly extraordinary are the Jimmy Awards and Broadway Bridges. And I wonder if you could just talk about what those two mean to you. Well, you did pick two of my favorites, so it's going to be very, very easy. Okay. First of all, Broadway Bridges is just the most remarkable program and one that I loved from the day that I came up with the idea and got many others involved in it, including Tori Bailey of TDF and uh, the then 
uh, head of government relations for the league, Barbara Janowitz. When one, I think Tory said, it should be the inalienable right of every New Yorker to see a Broadway show. It just blew me out of the water. And I agreed so much because I knew the impact it had on me right. when I saw it in high school as a sophomore. And so we went about creating that program. And when, you know, just this year, as we had to shut down for the pandemic, we had just taken the 46,000th student to see their first Broadway show. Oh my God. That's incredible. It really is because yes. you know it will open their eyes to arts and culture and entertainment. And we know that when that happens, people have a better rounded life. They do better in school. They, many of them go on to higher education because it opens their eyes. And when we get back and when we get the resources again, mm -hmm. you know, it will eventually be 70,000 kids a year. Wow. And we're doing that in several other cities, but we can't do it at the same level because no other city has 41 theaters right, right. there in right. a 10 mile radius. So, but we're still doing programs like that. And I know Broadway Bridges is changing our audience and will change our workforce because we partner with the, uh, Department of Education in New York City, and the students are also introduced to non-performance careers on Broadway through our careers.broadway website. So we know that we'll bring a lot of new people into working with theater in careers that aren't on stage. So, so what must it be like for you when you have a chance to leave your office and show up at a matinee where hundreds of New York City kids are sitting there probably seeing a show for their first time. What does that feel like for you? Well, I will tell you, I've only gotten to go to a matinee once where that was the case. Mm -hmm. um, we had pretty many days at the league. Right. But I did cry. It was, oh. you know, like half of the audience were kids mm -hmm. and their energy, their enthusiasm, their awe of what was happening. Uh, was simply amazing. I kind of felt sorry for some of the adults that didn't know they were coming to Broadway <laughs> yes. Bridges. Yes. We've all the, been those adults. It's okay. We don't care. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. It, it is. It is. So it, it really, you know, it restores my faith in what we're doing. Because, you know, a lot of times there are many obstacles to getting something like that done. But mm -hmm. it's worth you know, that day made it all worth it. Right, right. What a legacy. What a legacy, Charlotte, that that will be part of your, your, you know, handprint on this community. All right. Now, the Jimmy Awards, which I've gotten to go to, I've told people, like, you cannot believe the level of national talent. It is mind-blowing. But can you just explain for someone who hasn't had the joy of, of being there as I have what that's all about? Well, I will, and I'll give you just a minute pre on it. When it was originally developed, it was developed by Niederlander and the Pittsburgh CLO, and they came to the league and wanted us to sponsor. And I said, of course, I think it's a great idea. Yep. And I thought, this is going to be a nice little high school thing, you know, and mm -hmm. of course we should support it. Well, my first one, I walked out of there blown away. I've never seen such talent uh, at that age all in one place. And 
then a few years later, they asked the league to reach out and manage it because we had the ability, because we are national, to bring in our members from all over the country. And we have grown the program dramatically. Last year, our last season, we had 146,000 kids from 1,700 high schools compete in 46 regional programs to send uh, two from each of those 46 programs to New York to be trained for a week. And it's like going to the Tony Awards for Teens. Yeah, they're extraordinarily talented. You've seen it, you know. And, you know, our track record with our graduates and uh, people that have participated is outstanding. I mean, a couple of years ago, both the young man and young woman that won went straight into Broadway shows. One became the lead in Dear Evan Hansen, and the other became one of the three leads in Mean Girls. You're talking and, about Renee Rapp and Andrew Barth Feldman, and that is just exactly. a small example of the kind of talent that is discovered. But the thing that's so crazy, because you've been there, um, every single kid feels like that. You're like, how? how is this? It, it, every one of them should star in a Broadway show. It's just absolutely. extraordinary. Extraordinary. It's absolutely. I mean, think they came from 146,000 kids that competed. So yeah. of course the talent is amazing. Yeah. And those kids are building the future audiences for Broadway, not only in New York, but around the world. And that makes it both a heartwarming and a good business investment. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously we're talking, it is 2021. We have been in a really global pandemic. I mean, we feel it here so much in New York, uh, but it's happening all over the world. But this episode will be listened to long after this moment in time. Um, so if you can, for a moment, just talk about what your hope is for the future when we come back, which we will, we always do, when you think about it, because you're spending all day trying to make plans for when that happens. I know you're working so hard with so many partners. Um, when you sort of dream about the future, what are you thinking right now? What's most on your mind for when we come back? Well, certainly getting Broadway back and getting it back to be successful is what I work on 24-7 these days. We've mm -hmm. got 44 task forces right. made up of over 300 members that are working to just do that. Right. But, I, you know, we all went through the racial reckoning last summer. And I think in many ways, you'll see a different Broadway when we come back. Mm -hmm. uh, certainly, it will be more inclusive. You'll see more BIPOC people in the, not only in the, uh, on stage, but in the audience serving the industry. And that is only good. I mean, I think Broadway has been a very diverse, uh, industry for a while, but certainly not diverse enough. And I think that will change. And I've seen this remarkable, realization by our community that it is time and it is time for us to do it right. And I think what we all went through, realizing we're one community and one 
city and one country that will be kinder, kinder and gentler to one another and more appreciative of the wonderful things that we have in our lives, like theater and each other. All right. I have one last question for you. Tell me what the Tonys mean to you. For me, it's the culmination each year of seeing the incredible talent, the passion, the drive that I know our members have to make Broadway the best form of theatrical entertainment in the world and see it culminate on stage. And my favorite part of Tony's Day is not the Tony's at night, but the dress rehearsal that morning. Because you see the camaraderie of the cast and crew. They love each other. They're all supporting one another. The whole industry is supporting each other. It's a day when we all come together and celebrate the best of Broadway. And there's something so emotionally raw about seeing all of that happen in a room with 6,000 people that love and respect the work you do. So that's what the Tony means to me, a celebration of our community and people's hard work and passion for that year. Charlotte St. Martin, thank you so much for being on the show today. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. And I really look forward to a time where we can be at a Broadway show together. I couldn't agree more. And the Tony Goes To is produced by Alan Seals for the Broadway Podcast Network. The music and lyrics for the theme song were written by Georgia Famusa. Theme song orchestration by Alexander Sage Oyen. Episodes are edited by Derek Gunther. Thank you to Parody Bill for the graphics. And please don't forget to go to the iTunes show page and rate and review the show. Thanks for listening. Excerpt from the Tony Awards used with permission of Tony Awards Productions. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.